Hey everyone, welcome to Momentum, encouraging women who follow Jesus because your leadership and influence matter. This is Lauren Carreras, and we're here today with Denise Harlow, my mom, talking about guarding our hearts. And um, I just want to start out by saying that a lot of this content is so important for church leaders, and it comes a lot from uh, personal experience, but it's very much inspired by Andy Stanley's book, Enemies of the Heart, Mm -hmm. um, which is a great resource if you want to dig in deeper after hearing um, one of these four talks. We're going to talk about different areas where we can guard our hearts, where we need to guard our hearts. Um, as Christ followers, but also as, as leaders in the church. Yeah. Um, so mom, talk about why, why you wanted this to be our focus of our podcast. Well, this is one of the best books I've ever read because he, he's so honest and he makes you almost laugh at yourself um, because he's so honest about himself too, but we all can relate. And so it's so great to think about your heart in in that way but the older you get and the longer you've been in ministry or the longer you've been a Christian I really think sometimes it's easy for us to settle for where our heart is at in life and where our Christian life is oh this this is where I am and and we're we're never challenging our heart to grow our spiritual life to grow um, and, and very possibly not even guarding our hearts enough. And I just want us as women to not be those apathetic status quo women when it comes to being Jesus followers. I really want us to push ourselves to be more and more like Jesus and, um, you know, really watch our hearts. Yeah, I think it's easy as a church leader, um, you get a lot of tastes of God. Um, and it's so encouraging to hear what God is doing in other people's lives that you can sometimes ride those, those highs, (laughs) those stories, um, and not really put in the work yourself or, you know, you find yourself not spending your own quiet time with God, but encouraging others to. And I think it happens pretty fast and happens, uh, to all of us at different seasons, Mm -hmm. but, um, and it sneaks it up just, on you kind of like, yeah. Oh, oh. And when you're around those constant messages, like I can remember in Bible college, you can get to where you're rating chapel ser- services instead of letting them penetrate your heart and speak to your yeah, heart. Absolutely. I, that's <laughs> pathetic and sad. And, but it happens to people who are just constantly in those atmospheres, um, in, in those environments. So, Anyway, sure. we got to be aware. We get, we just can't let it happen. I, I know I have to continually wake myself up and, and challenge myself. So what are, what are some signs that you haven't been paying attention to your heart or you haven't been guarding your heart? Well, these are, these are uh, interesting because he actually, Andy Stanley actually brought some of these out and Oh, I hate to admit this, but some of these I've been guilty of, and it just, oh, it's such a wake-up call. But one might be just an an unexpected explosion of temper, and and it might even come out in a text or an email, just this outburst. And and then you're saying, oh, I I can't believe I just said that, or I just did that. I don't know where that came from. And oh, that's not like me, you know, and it's 
that is when we have a red flag because it comes from the heart. It comes from deep down inside us. That's, that's just one example. So if that happens, ever happens to you, you need to pay attention. Um, or when we're confronted about something from someone we love and, and, and we just really have to trust them and they're saying, you do not have good fruits in your life right now or I'm not seeing evidence of the fruits, or a negative feeling that just keeps popping up in your, your, in your head, and, and it can break relationships. And one thing that I have to watch out for is, has our heart lost sensitivity? I mean, mm. do we know, are we no longer moved when we see someone hurting or doesn't know Christ or something? Have we just lost that sensitivity. So those are huge signals. I think all of us in ministry or as Christ followers really should stop and evaluate and pay attention to, because they sneak Mm -hmm. up on us. It's easy to accept. Yeah. Has your heart lost sensitivity? That's that's a really good one. That's a, almost a sneaky one. Mm-hmm. You feel like you become numb to people's stories or pain or numb to worship. Or That's so true. Yeah. That's so true. So where do we start? <laughs> well, it's, it's an interesting turkey thing. Um, I, I hope that those listeners kind of maybe even stop and hit pause to stop and think about how is it going with their heart. That's a question I always ask my team members. I would just say, okay, how are things with your heart? Because you have to have this moment of evaluating yourself and your heart. And some of you may be in a great place and you are just having the fruits of the Spirit flow out of your life and you're loving like Jesus did. And that's awesome. And Many of us, once we start evaluating and thinking about it, oh, we, we aren't so sure. Um, you know, we, we catch ourselves pretending that everything's okay. We don't really want to admit it. Um, right, when there's not people in your life who are really <laughs> asking you those questions, it's really easy to come across as that you're fine because you can't, you can't do the right things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, it can, I mean, you can go to church and, and worship becomes, can become this performance, how you treat people, how you worship God, how you, you know, that's, that is really, uh, action that's can be so far removed from our heart that we really got to pay attention to that and because eventually the the real us is gonna come out with these unresolved issues in our life and it it affects our actions our character our relationships eventually so we need to seriously ask ourselves so I would say what's first is really evaluating your own heart and seeing how you're doing Uh, it's it's kind of like the the real heart the physical heart, it can get neglected where people don't exercise or pay attention to what they're eating. This, this can happen to all of us where we're ignoring our heart, not paying attention to it, just like the physical heart. You know, and it has the potential to, to, to destroy our, our spiritual selves. So let's talk about 
four different areas in the upcoming podcasts that really uh, might block our spiritual life or block our mm-hmm. heart. And, and today we're just going to talk about one of them and try to be really honest and, and help you as well out there to really think about it. This is first one is one I haven't dealt with quite as much as some people have, um, probably because I was in a more guarded spiritual environment growing up, possibly. Um, Um, I think it also has to do with temperament and personality. What we're, what we're talking about first is guilt. Um, and so guilt's really, I really does plague some people more. It sticks. Um, some people beat themselves up more over the long term. So what is guilt? Guilt Guilt says, I owe you. Right. I've done something to hurt you, and I owe you. And, and you walk around with this guilt, and, and, and some people might try to make it up to the person who they've hurt or wronged. Um, you might, an example of that might be, you know, a, a father who's left the family for another woman or something, so... Then he's trying to constantly buy the kids stuff to make up for it or whatever. It's it's almost like this IOU situation. And mm-hmm. it's, that's not a great way to live. Um, right, because most of us know that when we've wronged, wronged someone, there really isn't a way to make up for what right. has been taken. That's really not the point is to make up for it. I mean, it can't be. <laughs> Reconciliation is the point, right? Right. right. Or uh, a way to relieve that, which we'll, we'll get into a little more. But some people just have sinned in a way, maybe premarital sex, maybe um, stealing. I don't know what it is. Maybe even they have a, they've made something a habit in their life, whether it's pornography or something else and they just are living with this guilt and I think there's a guilt of the past that you just can't let go and relieve and then there's just a guilt because you need to feel guilty that's the Holy Spirit prompting you because we are, we're because supposed to still, be repenting. Yeah, because you're still living in that area of sin. you're still living in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's that's grace, actually. God calling you back to him and saying, let's, yes. let's figure out how to stop this. But the guilt that says you can never get past what you did is definitely not grace. It's definitely not of God. That's right. <laughs> and if you have wronged another person stolen from them, cheated them, I don't know the situation, Uh, your heart isn't going to really rest until you, well, and without a better word, resolve that issue and tension there. I mean, thankfully, in all circumstances, we have Jesus. And 1 John 1, nine says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And if you're in an ongoing sin, um, yeah, maybe he'll forgive you every time, but it's like, oh no, God's not, he, he uses the illustration like, oh, you're so, 
I can't believe you found the loophole, you know, and oh, I, I'm, I'm God up there wringing his hands because you found the loophole in this, you know, that, that is not the intention. God wants us to live an abundant life, not be bondaged by sin and, and bad habits. So confession is a huge thing, but not just to God. I, some people might really be bothered by this, but if you have hurt somebody, sometimes you are not going to feel the res- resolution of the guilt until you go to that person and you confess what you've done. It's, it is such a powerful, powerful thing. If you're unable to do that, maybe somebody's dead or whatever the situation then you need to find somebody that you can trust. I mean, the the Catholics going to the priest and confessing, no, they don't have the power to forgive, only God does. But I think it's the practice of getting it out there. And it had great intentions when it began, the practice of mm-hmm. confession. But, yeah. but we probably uh, should practice that to our sisters in Christ more um, that we feel like we who we can trust and help them. Yeah, I just I want to bring up if this is something that you you're struggling with, I would encourage you to look at the twelve steps. You can find them online anywhere, um, AA or NA. The process of of reconciliation and healing, they talk about the process of making amends and going to people you've wronged, um, and to the best of your ability making things right it doesn't mean undoing what you've done it's making things right and um it's an amazing resource for anyone who is in the spot where you need to you need to go to someone and you want that resource so check out the 12 steps I mean they're so super biblical it's crazy it's they're awesome yeah and I like how you say it's not you're not trying to buy off the person uh, you're just you're trying to practice a repentance in your life. Yes. Uh, it's interesting because in Matthew five twenty three and twenty four, you know he says, if um, therefore if you're offering your gift at the altar and and there at the altar you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, he says leave your gift there in front of the altar and first go and be reconciled to them. And then come offer your gift. Because God wants us to reconcile with our brothers and sisters. Um, yeah, that's a pretty big deal. He says, stop stop worshiping me and go be brothers and sisters first and then come back. It's, I mean, can't sweep relationships under the rug. God wants, wants us to be healthy in all of our relationships. That's so, so important. And I don't think we take that seriously enough today. Too many people, um, myself included, you know, have not stopped and practiced that. Um, I mean, this even started back in the Old Testament. In fact, to have something you actually do to show your repentance um, in Numbers 5, when when they have... uh, committed something that was wrong it says they must make full restitution for the wrong they have done add a fifth of the value to it and give 
it all to the person they have wronged. Yeah, God doesn't say just say you're sorry. Like if if there is a way to make it right, like that shows real repentance. I mean, even Zacchaeus in the Bible, he turned from his ways and then he didn't just stop stealing. He went back and gave people more than he had even taken from them. Yes, yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah, doing something is really important, I think, when when you can to restore a relationship. And it takes humility to go and make those amends and do those things. Yeah, and also if you think about it from the other person's point of view, the receiving end, somebody's wronged you, and you may have been carrying this hurt for a long time, and for them to humbly come to you and ask for forgiveness. We actually had someone do that and write us a letter who'd really hurt us in early ministry. And they came back and, and wrote a letter and, and just really apologized for how they'd been. I mean, it just showed a repentant heart and mm-hmm. a heart striving to be more like Jesus. So that's always good to remember. So what do you do... Um you mentioned it, you but in passing, but what would you say to the person who's really struggling with guilt towards a lost loved one? Oh, I should have done more. Oh, I shouldn't have this. Um, who You know, you can't make your amends to that person. No, um, you absolutely can't. And I'm no counselor, but I believe that it would probably be good to write a letter to the person just to really get all your thoughts out and write absolutely everything you can. If you want to share it with another person, you could, but I would definitely burn it and just have a prayer service with God and um, ask him to really help you move beyond that guilt because that's not how God wants us to live. He wants us to live an abundant life. Right. It is for freedom that he has set us free. So it's really cheapening his grace to, to not strive to be free. Yes. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. So would you pray for the women who are out there who are just have been living or hanging on to guilt in their mm-hmm. life and uh, just pray for them and ask them that they be released from that in their life? Absolutely. Lord, we come before you as a body of women all over the country, God, and we have um, hurt, we have wronged, we have lost sight of what's important. We have um, we have our own list, but you know us and you know every hair on our head and you love us the same as you did before, but God, you want us to be free and you're still calling us to a better life. Um you unconditionally love us, and I pray that that is the uh, beginning of the instigator of change in, in women's lives, in our lives, that from that knowledge that we are deeply loved, that we would want to move on from this guilt um, because you have better life for us, not because you will condemn us for continuing to live in guilt, God, but because you want us to be free. So I pray over us today, Lord. I pray that you... Um, break bonds and allow women to go to people in their lives, um, a trusted friend and 
navigate this well god you will lead your holy spirit always leads um and when we follow you lead us to freedom so we thank you for that we love you for that um pray over leaders everywhere and thank you for andy stanley taking that time to think through this and write it all down um pray a blessing over him god and we love Mm -hmm. you amen amen thank you so next week we will be talking about uh, next uh, next podcast will be about anger. Oh my goodness, that is a tough one. Many of us deal with that one. Well, all of us deal with it on a daily basis. It's just yes. how well we deal. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, thank you for tuning into Momentum. Um, hang out with us next time as we dive into anger. <laughs> uh, we can't wait. Ah. We can't wait. <laughs> Uh, yes, we cannot wait. I mean, I'm pregnant, so there's lots of emotions yes, and anger happening here. <laughs> I know, Lauren's pregnant. We're announcing so it on the air. I surely, I surely can't help my anger, you know, but any, all of you can. Mm. So for more information and encouragement, check out Wilmentum.net or DeniseHarlow.com or follow Denise Harlow on Instagram or Facebook. And we'll see you next time when you're feeling angry. <laughs> <laughs>